Hello and welcome to the National Leprechaun Museum's Talking Stories podcast. Your home for Irish folklore, mythology and all things storytelling. Yes, hello and welcome to uh, episode number 59 of the Talking Stories podcast at the Leprechaun Museum. It's a really special episode this week for a couple of reasons. One, the story that we're being given today is being given by a storyteller who is now in Cork. Hey, Molly. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying hello to Molly. Molly actively doesn't listen to our podcast. Uh, but we're joined today by the most hired member of museum staff, Adele. Adele, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I, no, I used to people ask me how I am. Uh, so I'm definitely not going to answer that. Yeah, I refer to you as the most hired person in the museum. What's that about? been hired four times have you been fired three times no no <laughs> just temporarily working for the first three yeah you came in as our thing after when we did we take someone straight from the leaving search yeah so you're also the youngest person to have ever worked in the museum yeah i was the guinea pig you were the guinea pig you were you were the ben yeah the, yeah <laughs> ben, ben was the uh name of a of a fictional character who and, and the role that to be filled well ben ended up being adele yeah. That was four years ago. Don't, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't like to think about that. <laughs> ah, no, no. I mean, because yesterday you were off, like, riding around in an ambulance. Yeah. You have more of an exciting life than the rest of us. This is like your alter ego. This is your Clark Kent while you're off being Superman. This is how I relax. This is how you relax. <laughs> that doesn't, I don't feel belittled at all by that. <laughs> but yet you've never been on a podcast. No, no, it's my first time. And the thing is, uh, while you are not a storyteller in the museum, you're definitely a storyteller because when you come in and tell us about things that you've seen, it may not be Irish mythology, but you definitely have a way of communicating the weird stuff that goes on. That's what I like to do best. <laughs> <laughs> that and just help people who are hurt. Like you. <laughs> My, mine is emotional pain. You're going to have to do a therapy course. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but it is an odd, like I said, like because one, you're joining us on the podcast. The other thing is that, yeah, it's Molly. Molly has headed off back down to college, but is still working in the museum in that the, um, she's going to be involved in our sound event that's coming up. Yeah, I miss her. Don't. When do come back? <laughs> she's, she's still with us in spirit. She's not, though. <laughs> uh, but we are going to be listening to one of her stories. You are obviously the face of the museum. You're down at the front and you get to overhear it. And I know you've been on quite a few tours. Yeah. Uh, you come in as a visitor on your days off, which is kind of sad. Uh, no, that's okay. That's you get for belittling me about saying this is what you do to relax. But you've probably heard most of the people who've worked here. Oh yeah. Over the. I I know some of the intros like off by heart. Yeah. Brendan's. You you've a unique kind of insight into the museum in the same way kind of I have as well, and it's something that the others just don't get to experience. Yeah. It's lonely at the top. Uh, but in terms of the full long stories that they do, because Molly's doing a classic story for us today, which is the birth of Bran and Shkolon, and I really wanted you to do this one because you do love dogs. Yeah. You prefer dogs to people. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your enthusiasm <laughs> of the oh, definitely tells us everything we need to know. We need to know. Well, I, I think then the thing for us to do is to sit back, relax. We're sitting out in our little shed at the moment, and it's raining outside. It's almost romantic. Um, and let everyone listen to the story and then we'll have a chat about it afterwards. Sounds good to me. Okay. Well, guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. (laughs) 
Fionn McCool was leader of the Fianna. Now, Fionn had an aunt called Tyrion, who was his mother's sister. And Tyrion was very, very beautiful. The thing about her was, it was very difficult for any man who met her to not instantly fall in love with her. So one day, Moirna, Fionn's mother, and her sister Tyrion decided to go visit Fionn, where he was living in Leinster, as he was throwing a great feast for the other members of the Fianna. So it wasn't long before one of the men laid eyes on Tyrion and fell madly in love with her. This man's name was Yullin, and he asked Fionn's permission to marry his aunt. Fionn talked it over with his mother and his aunt, and he decided, yeah, that sounds fine. Um, just on the one condition, though. If I should ever request it, you must return Tyrion home to me, to her family, instantly. So if I ever ask it, Tyrion must be returned home, safe and sound. This all sounded fine to Yellen, so he agreed to this promise, and they had all the other members of the Fianna there as witnesses. So, Tyrion and Yellen, they moved up to Ulster, where Yellen was from. They soon got married, and it wasn't long before Tyrion herself was pregnant. Now, one day, a messenger of Fionn McCool's arrived at their home. She knocked on the door and told them that Fionn would be coming to visit very soon and they should all prepare a feast. So as everyone was busy beginning preparations for Fionn's arrival, the messenger tapped Tyrion on the shoulder and said, excuse me, do you mind if I just talk to you outside for a few minutes on a personal matter? Now what Tyrion didn't know, what Fionn didn't know, what nobody knew, was that Yellen had had a lover from the other world. This fairy woman named Octjalov had heard the news that Yellen was not only married to another, but that she was now pregnant with their child and she had flown into a jealous rage and began to plan her revenge. She made her way to their home in Ulster disguised as Fionn's messenger. And when she had pulled Terran away from the home, out of sight of everyone else, she took from below her cloak a hazel wand and struck Terran across the head with it transforming her into a dog. She transformed her into this beautiful stag hound and pulled her all the way to the home of a man named Fergus Fionn Leah. Now, Fergus Fionn Leah, how shall we put this? He was more of a cat person, I suppose you could say. Uh, he was known for his bad temper and also his hatred of dogs. Uh, it wasn't unusual for Fergus to throw rocks at the dogs until they'd be running away crying. So Ukjalov thought this was the perfect place to transport her newly transformed enemy. Now, Fergus was a friend of Fionn's and obviously this was known that he did not like dogs. So you can imagine his surprise when supposedly Fionn's messenger arrives up with, his, with Fionn's favorite dog and tells Fergus, you must look after this dog now on Fionn McCool's orders. Now, even despite himself, despite his icy heart, it wasn't long before Fergus Fionnlia started to love this dog too. She was so beautiful and she ran faster than any hound he'd ever seen before. That as I said, it wasn't long before he began to love her. Now, it wasn't long before Fionn heard word that his aunt had disappeared from Yullin's home as well. So he sent a few of his Fianna men up north to collect on his promise that should ever he requested Turin be returned home. 
Now, when these warriors showed up at Yellen's door with their weapons in hand, he panicked. Please just give me a little bit of time just to find her myself. I promise, I, I don't know where she is, but, but I can find out, I swear. Now, the warriors, the Fianarais, they agreed. They said, okay, you can go, but they made it known that if he shouldn't find Tyrion, if, she, he, sh if he should be unsuccessful, then he would pay with his life. So Yellen ran as fast as he could through the woods to the fairy fort where Octjalov lived. When he saw her there, he confronted her, he begged her, pleaded, please, if you know anything about where Tyrion is, bring her home to Fionn McCool, please, or else it will be me who dies. So Octjalov, she agreed to return Tyrion home but on the condition that Yellen stay with her in the other world. What other choice did he have? He stayed there in the other world and Yellen went once again, disguised as Fionn McCool's messenger, went back to Fergus's home and said, Fionn requests his hound back. But it wasn't one hound anymore. For Tyrion had been pregnant and in that time that she'd been with Fergus, Fionlia, she had given birth to two beautiful pups. So, Octjalov made her way back to Leinster with the three dogs in tow, and when she was before Fionn McCool, she once again drew the hazel wand from under her cloak and transformed Tyrion once again into a woman. Now, Fionn McCool is the wisest man in Ireland, but maybe on this day he didn't exactly have his thumb in his mouth because he sent Octjalov away without transforming the two pups. He must have forgotten that Tyrion had in fact been pregnant before she was transformed and so those dogs should also be children. But as it stands, their mother was once again a woman and the children were still dogs. So it was agreed that Fionn McCool would take them in as his own. He raised the hounds as his own. He called them Bran and Sheolan, and they were the fiercest, fastest, most loyal hounds you would ever meet. And they were by his side for every outing and every hunt for his whole life. There you have it. I mean, Irish families are complicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the, I've never grown up in a household where like someone comes to stay. Did you ever have, we had that so much growing up. Did you ever have like another extended family member who came and lived, which is... No, that to, never happened to us. Oh, too much of it. Um, half the people I hear being related in Irish mythology, they're not related by blood. Like you could have like nine dads in this thing and your brother's your cousin, but it's also like your dads were friends therefore your brothers uh, but when you start adding animals into the mix then it gets really really confusing oh, yeah. uh, but animals are parts of our families i mean i have two cats and while i treat them terribly and i talk very bad about them all the time i am as fond of them as i am of my children oh well aware 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not a compliment to anyone in that situation. <laughs> uh, kidding, they're all wonderful in their own little ways. Um, but there is this big thing with animals in Irish stories, like this kind of where they were human, or like, you know, with the story of the birth of Oisin as well, and Oisin's mum was a deer. And then we have this situation, you know, where they're his, so it's his aunt's children, so they're his cousins. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the type of story I suggest people listen to a second time. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. But there's this thing as well in terms of Irish mythology, and you get it in other cultures as well. Dogs are always the heroes. Dogs are never the bad guys. But you look at cats in Irish folklore, they're like awful. Well, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't just... In general, they are. <laughs> You're such a dog person. You're such a dog person. And you are the Labrador of the museum as well. That is true. Yeah, that is is true. But um, you see the guy in it where she obviously wants to punish them. So she takes uh, Tyrion to the guy who hates dogs. How how can you hate dogs? How? I think someone who hates dogs is someone who hasn't spent time with dogs. Yeah. I can understand if you've got a fear of them because you got a nip when you were a kid. But that's generally not the dog's fault. Yeah. That's people not leaving them alone or they've been reared, you know, poorly. But that fella cleared Because, like, all of a sudden he loves this dog. And also, I think people love things way too quickly in Irish mythology. People just, oh, she was the most beautiful woman any of them ever seen. And they fell in love. And they turned their worlds upside down just for someone that they've barely met. Are you, you're not like that. You're not like one of these like hopeless romantics. Like no. you can look at some and go, they're sound. You, I mean, you get on so well with the customers and all that, yeah. but you're realistic with it. Not like these idiots. No, I, I mean, anytime you jump into something, it's gonna go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's probably is like millions of stories that don't get told because nothing happened because two people look at each other and go, oh yeah, he looks nice. And then they walk off in different yeah. directions. That's more realistic. That's, that is. It's probably loads of that goes on. Oh, yeah. I want to hear those stories where nothing happens. Where they're out. They're coming back from a feast. And they see this, you know, perfectly average person, you know. when they, They've not run a brush through their hair that day. You know what I mean? They're wearing odd socks. There's very few references to socks either. That's, <laughs> that's for another podcast. But it just... I think everyone has one wild, crazy thing, big thing happens in their life, and that's your story. But th- it happens to these guys all the time. It's yeah. not realistic. Yeah, I mean, what is going on with your life if that's... Have you had your big thing happen in your life? What's the, what's 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 something weird that you witnessed or you've seen or has happened that you've gone and you've, like, I have to tell someone that this happened? Honestly, it's mostly... The only things that are coming to mind are... Um, only things that are coming to mind or anything that I see in the box office. Uh, I mean, that, on, that's on un- the corner of Jervis Street and Abbey Street. And that is a unique kind of look at things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great people watching, great people watching. It is great people watching. Like, and I love seeing the same people all the time as well. Like People going off to work, people going home. Kind of, kind of see a pattern to it. Like, and oh, it's Because yeah. even before the museum was here, I worked on the next corner down um, for years, you know. But yeah, we I suppose we've a unique insight to watching the silly things that go on inside and the same two pigeons that come in and oh, yeah. and clean up uh, Miguel and Javier. <laughs> um I wonder if they were always 
Because if this was an Irish story, they'd probably be like my cousins or my nephews or something like that. I'd say so, yeah. That's that's why they keep coming back. They recognise you. Mm. I don't know why it is that people feel the need to apply personalities to animals, you know, and to things. We had some musicians in the other night for the show that we're going to be doing in the museum. And... Um, we were talking about like because it was a fiddle there was you know different instruments and I wonder like do you have a name for your fiddle do you have a name for your harp I was doing archery at the weekend and I was talking to uh, to Vanessa one of the archers I was like does your bow have a name but we just have this urge to name things you would definitely name an ambulance oh yeah I haven't yet well yeah no not yet not yet I will <laughs> you're gonna get yourself. Get yourself like kind of like an out of service ambulance and do it up for yourselves. I remember seeing a pink fire truck that was for sale in Kildare. Really? And I texted the number. It was apparently eight thousand euro. I didn't have it at the time, so. Yeah, well, well, you have it now. Hey, <laughs> it's good to business together. But it was a pink fire truck, so it was obviously being used for parties and stuff like that. Yeah. That's like a like a like yeah. We know what that that fire truck is for. It's it was still a fire truck though. You can have some fun with that. Oh, yeah. Posing people down. <laughs> you know, quite extreme wash service. I mean, that wasn't my plan, but... What, what, what did you have a plan? Not really. No. I, that's... Who has a plan? Not the person who's been hired by a leprechaun museum four times. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you exactly. that. But you're always there in our hour of need. And that's the thing with Fionn McCool as well. It's why I think you'd make a great character in our mythology. Um, but Fiona McEwen is there in our need and you've always been like, I'm like hey Deb <laughs> it's always me cap in hand I must owe you a bunch of favours now I don't think this is a particularly good advertisement for people to come work in the museum but it is a it is a unique uh, place place to work we literally get to we get to meet people on their holidays all the time and I don't get jealous of them yeah I mean you just want another holiday, don't you? Yeah, it's been a while. Go on, if you could click your fingers and disappear to anywhere now, where would you be? A and E, James, <laughs> James Street, A and E. Oh, great time, Saturday night. I mean, I do have my most most fun times in the hospital, but anyway, um, three liters. Probably Canada. Canada, yeah. I'm going to Canada. That's for the hockey, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> What else do you want to go to Canada for? Was it? Oh, poutine. Yeah. Poutine. Yeah. What's that? It's um, chips and gravy oh, and, and cheese, cur- cheese curds. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was something else there. Because uh, we have poutine, obviously, which yeah. sounds quite similar. Um, but yeah, no. you know, you can. Have you made yourself poutine? Have you made it? No, I haven't made it. But there is a place in Belfast. That does it. I haven't tried it yet, but I really want to. You could definitely get in and make it. Because, I mean, let's see. We can't miss the opportunity to do a special shout-out to your mum's cakes. <laughs> I mean, you you come from a family of talented people making food. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's always cooking. Yeah. yeah. You, I know. She, I just know she's definitely going to listen to this one because you're finally on a podcast. <laughs> you're allowed to say hi, by the way. Uh, hi, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it's so self-indulgent here in the museum. <laughs> Um, well, listen, let's get back to the story for a moment because it, it is a classic. I mean, Fionn McCool is known for having his hounds by his side. They are by his side when he meets Sive, his 
you know, who becomes his wife, the mother of Ushin. And it's that the dogs recognize that the deer isn't as it seems. And obviously they recognize it because they're in a similar position themselves. They've never been human, but uh, but they recognize there's something up with that. But not many people know the origin story of how the dogs came to be. It's an awful lot of envy and resentment and bitterness and pointless falling in love in that story. But at the end of the day, it's got dogs in it. Yeah. That's why I like it. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Do you know what? Every from now on, every time we do a story where it's got dogs, and we're going to bring you in, yes. uh, just to, even if it's like me and Party here, or you know, if it's Deirdre and Nisha here doing it, but you can just sit down and just look enthusiastic every time dogs get mentioned. <laughs> you just hear my voice randomly in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> well, listen. That takes us to the end of the podcast. Uh, Adele, it's all. I mean, we just hang out at the front anyway, so this is yeah. nothing new for us. But they get some insight. They get to know who's in the museum. They get to hear a fantastic story. And if there's any stories that you want to hear that we haven't covered already, and as I say, this is episode number 59, uh, we will have uh, more podcasts coming up each month. But if there's anything specific you want to hear, or it's a theme, a topic, a particular character, you can let us know. Uh, make sure as well, if you like the podcast, to share it with people. That's the way it works. Word of mouth is good for us. Send someone a link to it. Uh, check us out on our Instagram, on TikTok, on Jesus. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, Adele. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, it was nice talking to you. It wasn't. We do this anyway. <laughs> uh, but thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the National Leprechaun Museum's Talking Stories podcast. Remember, the best way to support us is by liking, subscribing, and sharing with a friend.